I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Steve-O. I have been informed that I only have 30 seconds to talk to you about Friday Night Fan Fiction. So here we go. Friday Night Fan Fiction is the terrible drunken fanfic reading podcast you've been waiting for. Every week, we read terribly written fanfiction and turn it into a drinking game. We bring guests on every week. We take suggestions for fanfics to read. So come join David, Logan, Sean, Val, and myself, Wednesdays broadcasting and Fridays posting. Friday Night Fan Fiction, only on the Nerdy Show Network. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hello, loyal listeners. You are listening to the Epic Piecast number 56, recorded live and in studio in the beautiful Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. It's episode 55. What did I say? Six. All right, let's go back. Let's go. Just just, forget it. No, no, edit this out. I'm not going to edit it. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. All right, so let's, no, okay, let's try it again from the top. I don't. Hello, loyal listener. This is episode 56. It's five. It's episode 55. Wait, I did it again? You did, you said 56 again. Shit, 55, 55, 55. You know. Hello, loyal oh listener. Oh my God. Will you stop walking into my life? Oh, no, here, just go get ahead. This? Just okay. nail it. Just, right. just do I'm it. Gonna you've nail got, it. You've I'm, got this. I'm going to nail it. I feel for you. I feel it. I feel it. Third time's a charm. Okay. Hello, loyal listener. This is episode 55 of the Epic Piecast. What? You're shaking your head. Why'd you shake your head? You keep finish it. You got to say your name. Why do you keep stopping in because the middle you, of it? Because you shook your head as if I'd done something wrong. I, I just shake my head in exasperation all the time. It has nothing to do all right. with you doing okay, something stop, right Stop talking. Wrong. I'm okay. trying to get through this. We got this. All right. Hello, loyal listener. This is episode 55 of the Epic Podcast, recorded in studio in the beautiful Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. My name is Nelson Lugo. And my name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. And we are back for another healthy dose of your daily required Epic Podcast into your lovely ear holes. <laughs> recorded in studio in the lovely Studio 6C. That's what you said. That was just, great. Just edit that part out. Look. Just cut it out. 
you know, every month we record an episode of the show and I uh-huh. spend, we, you come over for like a couple hours. Sure. And then I spend a couple of long, excruciating nights editing this thing. Okay. And, and then there's two things that are consistent. One, One. you're always giving me more to edit. <laughs> like you just did by doing that the intro five that times. Doesn't, that doesn't track. And you're also, you're also always giving me grief about the fact that I will come to you as like, I'm all like sweaty and tattered clothes. I have slaved <laughs> over this episode for two nights to edit it and make us sound good. And you just came in and walked away and you look, always just shrug it off. Look, you, you are nothing if not dramatic and curmudgeonly. Oh, it, it's always going to come back to this too. It's always going to come back to this conflict between the two of us that you are just like, laissez-faire and that i am and that i am obsessive and a control freak uh where's the lie exactly you are creating (laughs) the control for me to freak out on the the additional work okay all right look look, no you look i've got a suggestion you it seems you're particularly ornery tonight i'm uh you have something you want something you got something to get off your chest i do got something i want to get off my chest all right okay I am exhausted. Okay. And I'll get into that in a minute. Sure. But what's important here yeah. is that I just got back into town after right. being gone for a couple of weeks. Sure. I don't have a couple of nights to edit this like the way I normally no, do. No, this is very, very close to the wire. Yes. I thought we would just come in here and record the episode and I would stay up all night tonight recording this and be a zombie in my day job. Why? Tomorrow. Why would you do that to yourself? Because this ep- these episodes take a lot of work to make. They- to, to make them sound coherent and like we're not a couple of completely inarticulate dullards <laughs> you don't know how much work goes in. You i only resemble hear the edit- that remark you only hear it once it's edited you never hear the raw audio of it you don't know how bad we sound when oh, i don't stop. go into a massage okay well, stop you're well, you're being you're that you're you're just look I, I get that there's a lot of flubs that we do and you edit out i'll edit out a lot of the times where we have to go back and and remake our points you know but come on it can't be that bad all right well Listen to what we're going to do, tough guy, because I am exhausted and we are running late. Sure. Uh, I normally have an extra week to record this. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to record tonight's episode. It's Monday. This episode airs on Thursday. Monday, October 23rd. Yes. I don't have a lot of time this week to edit this. So, and since you seem to think everything's going to be fine if you just just shit out an episode and throw it up like every other podcast on the internet. You think that's going to be just fine. Yeah. To be fair, every other podcast on the internet doesn't do that. They edit their shit like I do. Meh. But anyway, I find just that to prove to a point because I don't have time, we're just going to record this entire episode raw. Great. At the end, I'll throw a little bit of compression on it, slap on some intro and end, and that's sure. it. I'm not touching it. I'm not even going to listen to it. Okay. I always have to listen to every single word that we say again hey, as hey, I'm editing it. Hey, buddy. Buddy. What? Take a breath. I'm on your side. I'm agreeing with you. Yes. Are you? Finally. Okay. <clears throat> Finally. You can have a good night's sleep, not have to worry about this damn thing, slap some ads on it, Cap will be happy, listeners will be happy, you'll be happy, everybody wins. I don't know who you think I am, but I will not be happy. <laughs> That's true. That, yeah. Sorry. I didn't know who I was speaking to there for a second i apologize uh anyway so you'll see there's okay. no editing you don't get to go back well you don't then, get to well fix then anything. tell you what tell you be this... careful whose names you say oh dear because i'm not using the bleep <laughs> and also all of the racial slurs that you always use that oh, i edit sure. out of every episode <laughs> i do not use any racial that's slurs. most of the editing time <laughs> you're making that up shut up <laughs> uh 
I don't even know where to go from there. Except, except that. Uh, oh, I got a title. I, for, we'll do, I, I got a we'll title for the episode already. Okay, go for it. Episode fifty-five, uncut. Oh, <gasps> nice. Thank you so much. I like that. I just came up with that. It's good. Great. You'd probably better make some notes during this. Why? So we know what links to throw up in the thing because. I'm not going to oh. hear this again. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to listen to it. All right. Hold on. Let me open up my you think uh, this my is note game. Uh, this isn't a game. All right. Here we go. This so, is real life. Yes. So if we if we talk about something that requires a link, I will hit, I will write a note and we will do it in the doobly-doo. Terrific. So we haven't been around in a couple of months. I haven't seen you in a very long... Well, that's not true. I've seen like minutes of you. Right. Uh, and do you want to tell the people why? Well, we did episode 54 that came out in August. Sure. And then we didn't do an episode in September. Right. Because I was on tour in the Midwest. Yeah, with, all over the place. It, well, that in September, I was on tour in the Midwest with my friend Cool Z. Cool Z. Guest of the program, friend of the program. Sure. Um, and so uh, I timed it just so I got back right in time for our episode to drop. And so I pled with the nerdy show. Uh, upper echelon and said oh please take mercy on us last month we called a bunch of people and asked for suggestions to make our show better so this month we're not gonna do a show yeah that, that was the only logical uh uh response to that episode october rolls around <laughs> same thing happens i go on tour again yeah this time a tour of the east coast with mc lars mega ran and mc frontalot the awesome friendship adventure tour or as mc frontalot called it the guess which one of us named this tour tour <laughs> and I also land back in New York with days to go before the release. Now I cannot appear with my hat in my hand above no. the board of directors at Nerdy Show again and say <laughs> we can't do an episode this month. I was too busy playing make believe rock star. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're we're getting this one in. Okay. But anyway, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. In spite of everything. And- <laughs> <laughs> you dick uh i saw you when was it monday you saw me monday and did i see you bef- before it was like that? the 16th or something i don't know yeah i saw i saw you last week monday you were at um the mercury lounge that was the stop on the mc lars name this tour tour yeah uh and that was a great great show by thank the way. you yeah that tour was so much fun. Yeah? It was great. It was bigger rooms. Well, it's all your besties, too. You know what I mean? It's like... I have known these guys for 10 years. Yeah. So there's like this really warm camaraderie among us. Yeah. And we see each other a few times a year at cons or shorter tours or uh, South by Southwest. But I got to spend some quality, concentrated time on the road with all of them. And it was it was wonderful. There were, you know, bigger rooms, sold out shows. Packed audiences, I know. people who wanted merch, people who were interested in this nonsense that I do into microphones. <laughs> they cared. It was bizarre. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, you, did, you did 30 minutes? Uh, 35. You did 35 minutes? Yes. That was a excellent 35 minutes set. Thank you very much. Uh the the stuff that you wrote and uh, the stuff and, and and from what I could tell, the stuff that you had sort of come w- up with on tour and had been doing it on tour uh, landed really well. You were you were particularly good and funny that night. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. And I feel like this cat has already been kind of out of the bag because we've been hinting around it What's for that? the past couple months. But 
before this tour started, you recently took up a position as my live onstage DJ. Right, at, at, at Dark Lord Industries. Yes. At Dark Lord Industries. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever call it that again. <laughs> but you, Lugatron 5000, uh-huh. has been my onstage DJ, and it's been great right. because yeah. it's kind of like my live show combined with the podcast because <laughs> there's interactive bits between yes. us. Yes, 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 uh, yes. So it was a real, the, 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 the drag was that, you know, since I was opening this tour, uh-huh. I had, you know, I by the time we made it to New York, I, it, it was just watertight. It just so I knew yeah. exactly how to fit every word into 35 minutes. Yeah. And I really wanted to bring you up and have you oh, like, bring your gear down no, and have you no, DJ no. that show. But. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I th- thank you. Uh, thank you for wanting that. But I, I, I knew kind of going in that because you were opening and you only had 35 minutes and because a lot of our bits like take up like half our set yeah you know what i mean like i mean it was basically it was either the choice of doing less songs sure right with me or no bits yeah and so i think i think you i mean i wouldn't have had a problem if i just stood up there and pushed buttons for you yeah like i would have loved that but i don't think you would have like i think i think you would have felt somehow lacking in, uh, y- in doing that yeah i i think the show is better with you Oh stop! <laughs> no, I do it. Stop! It's, it's a different type Shut of up. show. And now I'm just trying Shut to like your... rub it in the faces of everybody who just came out and saw me. <laughs> Sorry, no, it is. It's a, it's a different show. It's and a different I, show. It's, it's, it's something yeah, that I, it's apples I've, and oranges. I've been really enjoying uh, developing with you, um, and I yeah. feel like people can start expecting to <laughs> I love, see that. I love I love I love reading emails that you've sent me at 3 a.m. With literally just the heading, download this, keep it for later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty late, huh? Uh, thanks for not responding to that, by the way. Oh, you. How? What response? I got it. I downloaded it. You know, in my merch inventory now, I have yeah. I have new pins that I made, new, uh-huh. new Shape of the Dark Lord buttons. And there's one of the buttons is just a Lugatron 5000 yeah, button. I, I sold a bunch of those on the road. Did you really? And I would tell people, uh-huh. I would say they would come to like, oh, I want the orange one. And I'm like, you know, that's not me. That's mm-hmm. my DJ in yeah. New York, but he's not on this tour. And they'd be like, yeah, he's Lugo from the Epic Pie cast. <laughs> I want that button. So I guess I owe you some merch points. Yeah. <laughs> I'm selling your likeness around the, That's fine. the I Northeast. Don't, I don't care. You could give me the pennies later. Uh, so if you would like a uh, Lugatron 5000 button uh, or uh, or uh, some sort of other merch, you can go to shaferthedarklord.com. Is that right? Uh, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I should put the buttons. I'll put like a button pack up in my merch store. Yeah, but right yeah, now, yeah, the yeah. buttons aren't there. They're just things that I, when people order stuff from my merch store, I throw in the bag with them. Oh, okay. But, uh, but I might make a, like a pack of five. Yeah. So I can get that elusive Pokemon. Ooh. The Lugatron button. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, ha- I must say that I, <laughs> I never thought I would ever be on stage with you as, as your musical second banana ever it's, it's pretty weird because you've spent it's really like our weird. entire friendship going yeah. i am the least musical person in the world i am um but you're not well i mean comparatively to you and the people that you go on tour with yes um and i've uh, uh our uh, uh, the times we've been on stage it's usually some sort of like bugs bunny daffy duck sort of kind of like Shenanigans, you right. know what I mean? Um, where two two people who are clearly the best of friends, but enjoy ribbing the fuck out of each other. Yes. Um, and so this was just a very different dynamic. Yeah. And and very different stage feel. And I and I love doing it. Um, 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more with that. I'm looking forward to bringing yeah. it to more stages. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I could book you for a show right now. What's that? Oh, we'll take this out later. Okay. Oh, no, wait, we can't. <laughs> we're going right into a plug section. Let's do it. Okay, well, remember, we were supposed to do a show in uh-huh. Florida at the Geek Easy for Angaku Overdrive. Right, and then the hurricane hit. And the hurricane hit, and the yeah. show was canceled, yeah. and we stayed home. We didn't do it. That no. show's been rescheduled. It has a date now. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. It does. It's now uh, Saturday, January 20th. Okay, great. Well, you can put it in your calendar later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're going to come down to Florida. Sweet. And we're going to do this. We're going to do a, sh- a proper show. Yeah. At, at, Fuck yeah. At the Geek Easy. But there'll be details uh, as we get closer to that. Let's okay. Not, let's not dwell on the future now. <laughs> Christ. Uh, well, uh, you're tired. You've, you just got back. The other I just day. got back. Because um, you've been gone. I mean, you did two tours over the course of what? Like two months. Two I mean, months. It, was, it's, it wasn't. Neither of them were very long. One no, was just under two but weeks. Still, and one was a week. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, for my old achy bones. And I'm a little rusty at the touring game. I don't get out on the road as much as my peers do because right. uh, I kind of got burnt out early on before I had an audience because I did it all backwards. And also, I yeah. really like my apartment because that's where all my stuff is. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm old and it's hard to get out there. But this was absolutely worth it. And it rekindled something. Oh, in good. Me and it makes me want to get, excuse me, get, up, get uh, out there and um, tour more frequently. Good. Good, good. I'm sure. I'm sure there are people in Ohio who would love to see you. Ohio, Columbus, Ohio was a dope show. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Nice. Shout out to everybody who came out to Rumba Cafe in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, hey, you guys were dope, dope as fuck. Um, yeah. Uh, I did a thing. What'd you do? Uh, uh, do you know that bar on top of a bar that I keep talking about? The, the Red Room. The Red Room. We did a show. Yeah, we did a show. But what did you do? Um, I did a very different thing than I, uh, I, I, I produced a show that I'd never produced before. Okay. I produced a, a, a fundraiser for a charity. Okay. And it, uh, I produced a, a all, well, not all, but a primarily people of color variety show to raise money and awareness for the island of Puerto Rico oh. and sort of the devastation that's been visited upon that island and, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how many of our listeners are really plugged into what's happening in Puerto Rico, but it's worse. It's so much more worse than than any network television news program is reporting. Uh, it'll take decades to rebuild. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's, things. It's, the conditions have not improved much since it stopped being in the major news cycle. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, people maybe want to forget about it, right? Not because it's, con- of it it's convenient, right? Um, you know, it and FEMA couldn't get through for the longest time because of stupid archaic laws mm. regarding shipping lanes and trade and it's yeah, and so lots of lots of people have taken to just taking the one flight into Puerto Rico with boxes and boxes of batteries and fresh water and candles and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh but I found uh uh or rather, it was it was pointed out to me a charity called uh, Heart to Heart. I'm sorry, let me try it again. Do you want to try that again? Yeah, Heart to Heart International. Okay, they're primarily a medical organization. Um, they put uh, doctors, nurses, and healthcare professionals in the most remote places when it comes to disasters like this. And so, this organization is literal human beings. Boots on the ground in the most far flung places of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. You know the the places where 
like FEMA is just not going to get to anytime soon. You know, right. the places uh, you can't even reach, even if you throw a roll of paper towels as hard as you can. <laughs> yes. Okay. Don't don't get don't get me angry. I will. I'm gonna. I will choke this microphone oh, to come death. Come on, guys. Uh, and so, but I mean, again, they're primarily a medical organization, but they're also bringing with them other supplies. They're bringing, you know, batteries and and uh, food and water and you know basic basic necessities of life. And they're bringing refrigeration units for insulin mes- medicine that have gone bad. You know, like they're they're doing something. There's people, real people, doing real things there. And uh, we raised. Uh, I believe, the, I uh, the, I don't have the exact number, but it was a lot of monies coming in from different places. But I think the final count was fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, nice for Heart to Heart International. Um, and, uh, an achievement that I'm very very proud of. And good job, thank you, <clears throat> thank you. And it was a fantastic show too. I mean, I mean, I saw that lineup. It was nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, we're talking like really sort of top notch talent, and and they all put the word out and uh, I saw lots of really friendly faces and lots of people I'd never seen before which is always good to see as a producer you know Um, and uh, gave away a veritable fuck ton of donated prizes and uh, lots of really kooky wacky things and uh, yeah I'm really I'm really proud that I here's the thing like I as you can probably attest uh, or verify for our listening audience, I'm really good at producing shows. I'm pretty damn good at it. I can, I can assemble a cast. I can uh, manage a venue. I can market the damn thing. I can get butts in seats. Uh, I hate doing it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my fucking being. Uh, but I, I decided to put on the producer hat for this one time. And it worked out. Yeah, you can't say this one time. You've said this one time many times over the years. <sighs> I know. It's 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 the thing I'm good Instead at. Instead of this one I time, I like to say this time. This time. Okay. I mean, the thing is, like, I I produce my own shows, and that's what I'm willing to do. That's the amount of effort I'm willing I'm willing to put in. But I don't want to produce other people anymore. Sure. Yeah. Well, good for you. You you used a skill set for good <laughs> instead of evil. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was good. I had a really, really good, 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 good time. Um, and uh, uh, I just got back from the Catskills. The Catskills. The Catskills. What are you doing up there? Uh, Jeff Mack, who does the uh, Steampunk World's Fair, does a number of different events throughout the year. Uh huh. Um, and he does three events at this resort, uh, part-time summer resort, part-time ski resort, called the Blackthorn. Blackthorn Resort, Blackthorn Lodge, I think it's called. And it's a steampunk event. Uh, there's one in the summer called Steam Steampunk at in the Catskills. And then he does two Halloween themed events in October. And uh, I, oh, I saw pictures of you online getting stalked by ghouls. No, that's different. Oh, well then anyway, <laughs> tell your story. No, I I just I just wanted to give a shout out to Jeff Mock and the Steampunk World's Fair for what having did, me. What did you do? I did a I did a thirty minute uh, magic set. Really? Yeah. Do you when you do uh, vocal exercises before your shows? Yeah, I've heard a lot of them and I've mocked them over the years. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you do very professional. You obviously have some sort of legitimate theater training. I do. I do. Uh, lots a, of it. Lots of classic theater training. Yeah. And some just dirtbag dying for attention like me. Uh, so when you do a when you do a steampunk event uh-huh. for a vocal warm up, do you say? 
Cogs and goggles, cogs and goggles, cogs and goggles, goggles and cogs. Do you say that? That's a good joke. Copper goggles and cogs. <laughs> Copper goggles and cogs. Copper goggles. Copper goggles and cogs. Copper goggles and cogs. Copper. Uh, no, but I will. Okay, you From should. this point forward, I will. I will do that. Uh, but here's the thing. Something happened at, in, during my 30-minute set that happens a lot. Well, enough. It happens enough that it's, it's really bothering me. And it's nobody's fault. So um, this lodge not only was taken over by steampunk people. Um, I mean, it was, a, it was just chock-a-block of steampunk fans. Mm-hmm. But the bar at the lodge is still open to the locals, you okay. know, the townies, you know. And, and so when I did my 30-minute set, I did it in the bar that actually has a stage for like music, but I sort of, I took it over for my act. And so there were a bunch of locals at the bar who couldn't really be bothered with all the steampunk shenanigans. Sure. And so when I started my set, they had been day drinking for several hours. And so they started heckling me. Oh, goody. Yeah. And, and you, as, as you are well know, I have turned a corner in my heckling life. Like I don't really engage with them anymore. No, you yeah, uh, used to uh, be really brutal. Yeah, no, I my th- well, I mean, I went through phases. I went, I went through a very gentle, kind phase. Yeah, where I would engage with them very playfully. What, and I then, had like a term for you at one point, like uh, like f- uh, fuckless Lugo or aggro Lugo or something. There was some period when you were particularly angry, which is going to be really hard to pinpoint. <laughs> <laughs> but you were just savage with hecklers. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you would almost greedily lash out at them, and then you would kind of keep them engaged so that you could con- greedily lash out at them for a long time. Well, that was a, that was during a period of time where I was massively depressed. Yes, well, massively I, sad. I'm not, massively. I'm not angry. giving you grief about it. I'm no, just no, no, saying, no, no. like, I'm, by, I'm, when you make reference to, yeah, no, I'm I'm be. providing context because because I was uh, depressed and angry and sad. I never did a magic trick, so I was always introduced as the magician. But I never at one point actually did a magic trick during my act. I would come out, I would attempt to do a magic trick. Oh, yeah. Someone would inevitably heckle me. And so the entire 10-minute set became me basically unleashing a nuclear stockpile of hate and grief and sadness upon this person. Yeah, those are great shows. Um, But because of who I am, because I'm a professional and I'm good at what I do, everybody laughed. Everybody laughed and had a great time, and I and I and and I still ma- I became an insult comic. Thus, the angry man child was reinforced. <laughs> yeah, for his tantrums. Exactly. Um, so then, when I started to become happy, or happier rather, or less sad, less depressed, uh, as I grew out of that darkness, I, I wanted to do more of my magic material. But all of those people, fans and friends, who had seen me for the past three years, just become this basically a insult comic yeah um would prompt me by heckling me yeah and then it became another like i don't know maybe another year before i basically got all of my quote-unquote friends to stop heckling me mm-hmm. um and then maybe another year after that to do basically just learn a way for me to deal with hecklers where i don't have to go to that place i don't have to go nuclear option on them true you know? And then a year after that, uh, you were no longer friends with any of those assholes anymore. Anyway, so it doesn't so matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, uh, so anyway, so I, you get a couple of day drinkers from the Catskills. Yes. They're just up to the eyeballs in gin. Right. They, and they, they're ready to go at this guy in the cogs and the goggles. Yeah. Getting ready to pull a ray gun out of his leather duster. Right. Okay. Uh, the thing is, like, the, I, I can tell right away that they're not mean. They're not surly. They're just they're like they're just day buzzed. You know what I mean? Like they're there to watch a game. They're not there to really 
yeah, you know, um, I just happen to be the thing that's interrupting their sports game, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the heckling they were doing were just almost just I don't know, like dad humor heckling, sure. uh, you know, very light, very non-confrontational, but also but but you know, disruptive. And so I would acknowledge it and go hey hey, and they kind of banter back, and they would they would be appeased and they would shut up. Um, but it kind of happened throughout the set. So half of my set became me acknowledging their existence so they would stop and then me going on. Until finally, I get, I get to what is essentially the climax of my 30-minute set. This one act that I've been building up for 28 minutes, ultimately. The denouement, the, the fucking grand finale of this thing. And I'm about to go into it when, and, and ultimately, let me, as context, there's two paper bags on, on a table um, and they're sealed. Inside one paper bag is a six inch iron spikes pointing straight up. The other bag is completely empty. Uh, and I've been having the audience choose the bag that I will slam my hand on. And I start with five bags. So over the course of 30 minutes, I've weaned it down to just two bags. Mm-hmm. And this is the grand finale. You know, and I'm telling a story about how magicians have hurt themselves. You know how uh, this is. You know, I, I when I when I say this is the most dangerous act I do. I'm, this is not hyperbole. This is real. You can look it up on YouTube. You know, and I'm about to do it, and the guy in the back yells, "How do I know which bag has nail and which one's safe?" <laughs> and then, you know what? It's like that scene in the Bronx Tale where the gangster goes up to the door and locks it and says, now you can't leave. I fucking unload. I shotgun blast him in the fucking face. And I just go, I I basically just start yelling at him. Hey, asshole, you've been here for the entire fucking act. You have the exact same information that every other human being in this room has. Shut the fuck up. That's a truncated version. Sure. But I spent like five minutes unloading on him. Uh, the, the, again, because I'm a professional and I'm really good at what I do, the room fucking went into goddamn cheers, standing ovations over what I did. Oh, that's sweet, sweet reinforcement again. Yeah. And so then finally, and then it's funny when I go back to this, okay, so which bag did you choose? Which yeah. one's safe? And so it becomes a laugh. I finished, I, 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 I slammed the bag. I, I, it's, I'm safe. I open up the other bag. The nail is in there. Great applause. Uh, I, 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 I tell everybody, come up here, you know, put a dollar in my hat if you really like the show. You know, come shake my hand if you don't have a dollar. I'd love to meet all of you, right? Sure. So I go, I, so I go, to the, I go to the foot of the stage. I put up my thing. Almost everybody in the room is waiting to say what a great show it was, to shake my hand, to give me money, whatever. Mm-hmm. The two hecklers in the back come up to me, shake my hand, and throw money in my hat, you know. Um, and, and they, and they apologize. I said, Hey, you know, we're just trying to help. And I give them that week. (laughs) I don't need your help. Uh, and then they just kind of went went on and played pool. Like no, no harm, no foul, no angry. Everybody had a good time. However, and this is the point I'm making. And this has happened a few times now. The next day, no one was talking about my magic. Everyone was talking about how I unloaded on the, on the hecklers and how they loved it. I'm not remembered for the 30 minutes of magic. I'm remembered for the five minutes that I handled a heckler. Five minutes? Was it really five minutes? Well, it felt like, it was more like maybe a minute. Okay. It was like maybe a minute, but it was like, like I did, you know, I did 30 minutes of magic 
I paused for a minute to handle a heckler. I guarantee you, if you asked them how the show was, the first thing out of their mouth was, oh my God, he did this amazing thing with a heckler. Wow. Yeah. And this has happened a few times now. Yeah. In in several places, in several, you know, in several states, in several shows, and and different environments. And because I'm really, really good at handling hecklers, I don't back down. Like, I don't ignore them, which is what probably every other performer in the world does. Yeah. But the problem is, is that ignoring them doesn't work most of the time. It, it emboldens them. But so does engaging them at times. You can't yeah. really tell. There, no, you'll there, never, there's yeah, not, you there's not never a tell. universal mindset for, no, the, no, there for the wild North American heckler. <laughs> <laughs> they are an unpredictable lot, and they are all garbage, all of them. Um, so so it, it bothers me. Like, I want to be known as a magician. I don't want to be known as a guy who well, can shut down hecklers really well. Uh, yeah, if you get your heckler shut down, uh, narrowed down to three words that you shout with a pause... And can't carry on. Yeah. You won't step on your own act. Yeah. Do that. That's the game, though. You have to select. No, I know. Three words. Well, what I, what I used to do, and I don't do anymore, because it, it, I think it makes people more uncomfortable than it does. Like, in, what I used to do is I would, I would pause mm-hmm. for an uncomfortably long period of time. And then I would say, hi. Uh I don't know if you realize this, but my name is Nelson. I'm doing a show. Uh, I would appreciate it if you didn't say anything during my act. So I'm going to offer you a choice. Um, you can stay and talk as much as you want, but I'm not going to do anything until you're satisfied that you're done. Or you can leave. Or, and here's the third option, you can stay and enjoy the show. What would you like to do? And then I do nothing until they give me an answer. And that can be a second where they go, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Or they'll go on and say some other stuff, but they're not going to get a response from me. Like they get deadpan silence. Yeah. I mean, that's and also quite a gamble, especially if you're doing it in like in the build up to your final reveal. Exactly. I, and you, you just, you suck all the air. You out suck of all the air out of it. And then, and then there's no way for me to get that back. Yeah. You got to work on that. That's your homework. You figure out a three-word <laughs> mantra that shuts down a heckler and gets the audience applause. Well, I'll give you up to five words. Well, the thing is, like, if it's a theater, like, if, it, if it's in a theater, I know how to do that really, really quickly, really gently, and get a laugh. Yeah, but not uh, you don't know how to do it in a bar no. that has street traffic. Yeah. That, is, that are privy to your show. Exactly. Five words. Like, I can do it in a, in a room full of people who paid to see me specifically. Sure. I don't know how to do that in a room where there's, it's a mixed bag yeah. of people who came to see me, people who have no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, so, yeah. Well, work on it, magic man. <laughs> but I mean, but I, I mean, you know, I mean, other than that, like one moment, um, I had a really, really good time uh, and I really did a great set and people really enjoyed it. And, and uh, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the steampunk people have me back. Good. Bravo. Yeah. Good job. Five words. Five words. That's what you're gonna work on. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Hole. No, no, no. It's it's got to be more clever than that. No. Shut the fuck up. No, just, dude. You you work on it. Not here. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. You work on this when you go out <laughs> and into your your world beyond okay. the studio. All right. Okay. All right. Weirdo. I thought I thought we were gonna I thought I thought we were gonna play in the space. You know, go go a little back and forth, do a little yes and. Yeah, I did. We did that part. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, it's been busy. It's been a busy month and, you know, October's going to be busy and... Yo, check this shit out. What? I'm in a video game. Oh, fuck, that's right. A video game just came out. I'm in a video game. Yeah, you are. It's good. There's a video game from a uh, company called Center Steel. Yeah. Uh called uh well about a year ago they they created a video game for mc lars yeah the mc lars the video game mc Lars the video game and yes. it's just like a it's running a running punching platformer yeah it's loosely rhythm based like all the levels are set to his songs yeah and, and the and it's actions a, that you it's do, a continuous runner yeah it's rhythm based in the way that the uh those levels in uh raymond's legends are not okay. in the way that guitar hero is right 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 so uh, the game was a success. So now there is a sequel, MC Lars Video Game Two: Colon Space Brotherhood. <laughs> Where now after uh, there's there's a story, but what was it Doctor Auto Tune? What's the name of the Dr. villain? Doctor Auto Tune is this evil villain okay. trying to destroy music with his corporate cronies and corporate cronies. You have to battle him <laughs> yes. using MC Lars as well as his new playable character friends: MC Frontalot, Megaran, Whitey Cracker, and Shape of the Dark Lord. Uh, I I played it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. It I'm is not gonna it's lie. a hard game. It's a hard game. Uh, it's deceptively simple, and yet it it's very challenging. And that's great because every level is set to one of our songs. So that means the harder, the more times you spend trying to beat it, the more times you listen to my song <laughs> and get it just tattooed in your brain for the rest of the month. I gotta say that their music choices are really on point. Like they're like there's some of the best beats uh, that they could. Uh, yeah. uh, used for that kind of gameplay. The people... They're, they're very catchy tunes, I guess is what I'm saying. The team behind the game uh, made some... They did their research. They they didn't just, you know, ask us to submit a couple of songs. They they came to us and pitched us like a whole list of songs, then we whittled it down. And they they knew which songs were going to work best in the game. And um, what, what, are the, what are the songs in the, in the game from, uh, from your levels? Uh, my levels are the opener, yeah, Giant Iron Snake, right. But the remix that Untested Methods made on the oh, remix Passenger nice. album, oh nice, and and then every level has a a, a collab level with MC Lars, so it's one of the songs that we've released as a duo, in right? The past. Oh, and so, that that's... and the one on my level is Monsters of Rock from the Manslaughter record. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, it's fun. There's yeah, some, there's some cool stuff going on in the graphics. Giant Iron Snake, you're running around in some underground <laughs> tunnels. And there's a, giant snake in the background <laughs> dope uh, I like that when you get to the character uh, select screen when they select you yeah. you say I am your dark lord this is bow to your dark lord bow to your dark lord and when you pick MC Frontalot he says nice choice yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's out now yeah uh, it's an indie game it's available for Android and iPhone yep you can get it in your respective app stores. I paid $4.99. And it was worth it because you've barely cracked the surface. No, I know. I, I uh, 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 Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm basically just beginning and I'm, I'm not even through the first songs on any of those characters yet. Well, do it. I'm not either. I just started playing it too. <laughs> and it's hard. I like, I was on a mission to three star every level in the first MC Lars game. So I've already yeah. had a little... Uh, Gameplay under my belt, and uh, I'm gonna rock the shit out of this. See if there's some <laughs> hidden content, or maybe I just want to die a bunch of times so I can hear my Are audio there? sample when I go. Ah! That's true. You do. You do. Your your dying sound is accurate. Thank. I've been practicing for years. Yeah. Um, are there any are there any hidden Easter eggs? I don't know. Any any cool things you could you could tip? If there are, I haven't found them yet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 
But oh, well. They might be. They're, they're a great team. Center Steel. If you want to get the game, uh, go to your app store or go to mclars.com slash game. It sounds great. I really I really have to applaud the team who made this. But I mean, not but. Uh, the, the game sounds really good. Yeah, they did a good yeah. job. Yeah. The sprite work is really funny, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, also, since I'm plugging products here, let me plug one more product. Okay, what do you got? I've been talking for the last several episodes about how I have... Two records I'm working on that are coming out in the oh, fall. Oh shit! That's right. You just I, I just heard about this today. I've been like, that's what I've been saying forever. I've got two records coming out in the fall. Maybe, eventually. <laughs> well, wait, what was it? November teen or something or what? yeah, November, eventually, eventually, 2017. Eventually, scheduled release date. Um, both of these records have titles and release dates now. Oh, fantastic! Yes, late on my, late on me. On Halloween. <gasps> Halloween night. It's just a few days from now. Fuck yes. On Halloween, October 31st, on my band camp, I will be releasing Junk Drawer Volume 2. Hooray! I've been waiting for this one. This is, this is going to be a good one. It will be a pay what you want record. Oh, nice. Which means you can all download it for exactly zero dollars. Yes. Or you can throw me hundreds of dollars. I'll give you a buck. I'm not going to put any pressure on you. Can I give you a buck right now? No. Just credit me the Just buck? Just put in zero. Don't pay for it. I want to give you uh, money the uh, commiserate to your time and talent. Junk Drawer Volume 2 will feature a number of songs <laughs> that I cannot sell because they are either remixes sure. or they are covers right. or they heavily feature samples that I None can of get them away belong to you. None of them. I even like, if I sampled <laughs> songs, I kept their choruses, <laughs> which makes Weezer sound really weird in the middle of a rap song. Uh, oh, it doesn't or really, cause does we, it make it the best rap song? It does. Song. Weezer's awesome. But Come I on. stole a bunch of songs from TV shows and wrote about things that aren't those TV shows. No, you didn't. It's uh, like anti-nerdcore. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so that's coming out on... Wait, what's the other one? Is it the The, the other Riley? one is the record that I'm doing with Shale Riley. <gasps> nice. And the Double Ice Backfire? That's correct. Sweet. On November 13th, just 13 days after Junk Drawer Volume 2 drops... That's my favorite number. November 13th, uh, also releasing on Bandcamp initially, uh, will be Schaefer, Riley, and the Double Ice Backfire. <laughs> Schaefer Riley and the Double Ice Backfire. There's okay. a comma. Okay, okay. And the album is titled "Hold Person." Hold on, hold on a second. Hold yes. on a second. We'll, we'll we'll get to the album in a minute. Okay. Why do you get top billing? Um, because it sounds like Shale Riley. Like your mouth is starting to form the word Shale Riley, and then it slips in a syllable. Hey, it's Schaefer Riley. Oh, See how it just okay. snuck in there? Wait, let me yeah, try it again. Yeah, try it again. Oh, so we're going to listen to the new record from uh-huh. Schaefer Riley and the Double Ice Backfire. <laughs> it just zooms right in there. It does. That's why it goes there. It flows trippingly off the tongue. Uh, all right, so Talk to Shale. He was very generous. He is. No, my Jay, name Sh- Shale is a, is as a is wonderful, Ty, wonderful who man. does all of the production and, and the instrumental. He is the Double Ice Backfire. He is the Double Ice Backfire. And he has made a really, really great sounding record. So wait, so this is the one, is this, is it? Sorry, I don't know anything about this. Is it a concept album? Is this the concept album? No, it's not, it's not a concept album. It's okay. just, but it's it's uh, seven songs we've been working on for a couple of years. Forever. Yeah, but there's not a concept other than t- sadness. <laughs> it's not really that sad. It's got it's got s- sprinklings of hope, but oh, I mean good. it's what you would expect from a record. <laughs> thematically, what you would expect from a record combining my name with Shale Riley's. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, do you know? Do you know what that album is going to cost when it when it when it releases? I don't know yet. Okay. Um, 
But I'm, I'm, I'm sure if, you, if people follow your social media, they'll get all that they information. They will. I'll be plugging the shit out of it. Sweet. I'm going to give Shell Riley a dollar, too. Uh, you're going to probably have to give more than that. He will take a dollar and okay. like it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. uh, is that it? Uh, yeah. What do you think of this title? Uh, Epic Podcast episode fifty five uncut. You already did that joke. Shit, I did. Yeah, you already did that joke. Now uh, the ep- the audience is going to know about my short term memory loss. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's end this segment and then we can go. Uh, we can take a break. It's such an announcement. See, I would normally cut out the part where you say, let us end this segment. Wait, okay. Oh, okay. All right, then. Normally, we would just... No, no. You know what? This is good, because I think I think the peoples will get a little, like, uh, you know, behind the actor's studio kind of thing here. Oh. You know, a little, like, insider baseball kind of thing. Capital idea, old chum. <laughs> don't, don't do that. That's your, that's your uh, sarcasm. I'm not really listening to you. Uh, I'm always listening to you. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do the, hit the pause button. Let's take a break. Okay. Let me say the line. Okay. There's always this line that goes before the music. Go for it. <clears throat> Sometimes I have to do it twice. Just give I me know. a second. Here I know. <sighs> Folks, we're going to burn it all. Schaefer. Let me try that again. You never, ever remember that I'm wearing headphones. I do, though. And there's a volume. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. You think I don't remember that? It hurts a lot. And you do it all the time. I know. I wish I was sorry. <laughs> just say the line, please. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in just a moment. Four and three and two and one, one. I got a lot. I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Anything you want, I bet I probably got it. Because I got an awful lot in my pockets. I got a lot. I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Maybe I'm a hoarder or whatever you call it, but yeah, yeah. I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. What I'm always telling you, PKW. Phone keys, wallet, Lana, PKW. I'm running through an inventory of my pockets. Phone keys, wallet, wallet, keys, phone, wallet. Got it. Check them off the list and see what we missed. Got a cool mint spritzer in a Listerine mist. Next to a chapstick, flavor original. Four black rubber gloves. I ain't even kidding, y'all. I got a handkerchief and half a pack of chiclets. A gold adapter and some old raffle tickets. Eleven ultralights left in a pack. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A fresh Bic lighter. What color is it? Black, duh. A paperclip, a Dwayne Reed receipt. 
Apple earbuds and a couple of beats. A fine point rollerball, a notebook too, in which I wrote these lyrics and drew pictures of dicks. I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Anything you want, I bet I probably got it. Cause I got an awful lot in my pockets. I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets. And in my pockets, I got a lot of objects. Maybe I'm a hoarder or whatever you call it, but yeah, yeah. I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. And if it gets intense, I got a leather collar. I got 50 cents and $47. A lucky talisman, a foot from a rabbit's son. Half a dozen bullets, so I never really had a gun. A cookie fortune with a sick prediction. 60 doses each of my six prescriptions. A macaroni poster that a little kid made. A switchblade cone, also got a switchblade. A broken bracelet that states I'm living fabulous. A room key card from the Hyatt, Minneapolis. I have a hammer, I got a power sander. And a mint condition, 82 Cobra Command. I got power chargers and batteries for days. Talking 9 volts, cells, triple double A's, and an accurate schematic for a nuclear bomb, and an autographed photograph of me and your mom. I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets, and in my pockets I got a lot of objects. Anything you want, I bet I probably got it, cause I got an awful lot in my pockets. I got a lot, I got a lot of pockets, and in my pockets I got a lot of objects. Maybe I'm a hoarder or whatever you call it, but yeah, I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. Pockets, pockets, I got a lot of pockets, I got a lot, got a lot. Scorpions. I got a mannequin and a jack-o'-lantern, a bottle of pino and a glass decanter. I got bed bugs, a slug bug, and a pair of pliers. I got earplugs, a butt plug, I'm wearing a wire. A full set of horseshoes and a pony bridle. A nice sculpture of a moose on a motorcycle. The Mona Lisa crafted in ceramic beads. Got a pepperoni pizza and a bag of weed. Did you know that the Epic Podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. I, I have I have no idea how to get into this. So, oh, um, I mean, other other than you're like you're you're welcome back. I don't really know how to get into this. Well, normally we have a guest to right. do, or we have some bit. So I'm gonna go. Um, Welcome back to the program. You just heard the song Pockets from my new <laughs> record. 
Uh, Junk Drawer Volume 2. I like that song a lot. It's not really a record, because there's not going to be any physical media, but you can get it. It's it's, uh... You can get it for as little as you would like on Halloween. I'm going to give you a crisp dollar bill. Junk Drawer Volume 2. That's what I'm going to do. The song is called Pockets. I'm going to download the fuck out of it. I'll send it to you. I'm going to get download links and send them to you and make you... I think that you got something special. Oh, thank no, you. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, fuck. Um, All right, so... Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Here's something we could talk about. Yeah. So, I left... I went, on, I went on this tour, and it was just a couple of days on the road. Yeah. And a news story broke. Yeah. And the fucking Facebook was on fire. Yeah. Yeah, the Weinstein Company... Yes. Uh, led by Mr. Weinstein. Harvey. Harvey? Are you on a first name basis with him? No. Okay. I just wanted to specify. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, yeah, basically um, ousted uh, uh, amid an avalanche of stories and allegations and claims and by um, hundreds of uh, what seems like hundreds. I don't know if it, I don't know the actual number, but it seems like dozens and dozens more every single day are coming out of the woodwork saying that uh, Harvey Weinstein is a horrible, horrible human being. Sure. Claims of sexual harassment, sexual assault. Yeah. Um, you name it. Casting uh, couch offers. Absolutely. That kind of stuff. Um, um, even even going so far as, as pedophilia uh, claims as well. And, uh, you know, at around the same time that all of these stories start breaking, somebody comes forward and then more and more come forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, sure enough, there's a number of his uh, peers who come forward and say, like, "Oh, yeah, we we all knew about that." We just, all of the apologies. We, oh, we, we never said anything. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. We looked the other way. We knew. We just didn't say anything. Yeah. Or I've I've heard all the rumors and I've been warned by all the people. And then just as quickly, have all the apologists saying, "Oh, he's a really great guy." Sure, blah, sure. Blah, 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 blah. Every time the story, every time the story doesn't matter if it's Jared Leto right. or Bill Cosby. It's right. The same cycle every time, and. It always ignites uh, a lot of activity. Yeah, passionate fervor on the among social the networks. social media, especially yeah. among the burlesque scene. Uh, we have well, sure. A, we I have, don't know. I don't know if especially, but I mean, it's it it definitely sparks. Well, sure. I I, I guess uh, I'm saying I'm 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 saying especially because we both still have a pretty high concentration of burlesque personnel in our friends list yeah, yeah so yeah. we see a, a great deal of it oh absolutely absolutely um this launched uh, a hashtag campaign called me too which wasn't launched by the burlesque community it was, no, no 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 i'm just saying this yeah. also like spread out through social media sure, 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 sure where um you know a number of women meaning pretty much all of them all of them across the came board. forward to, yeah. to say like it was uh campaign to acknowledge your solidarity with those who have been harassed or assaulted right. by men. Right. And and sure enough, like every post in my feed every for like single a day one. Every single one was yeah. a me too. Yeah. Um and uh, uh I even I even posted a me too. Sure. But Right. I mean I did I did preface it by saying, you know, I I, I realize this may not be in the spirit in which this this uh hashtag is being uh, put forward, but I, uh, you know, I wanted to let everyone know that you know, me too. Sure, you know, I'm not a woman. I can't understand that struggle, but you know, me too. Sure. And then you started a bonfire. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. Well, because before I mean, you go forward, I just want to remind you. Yeah, I'm not using the bleep this month. Okay. 
So I'm going to name a name. Okay. It's your um, show too. I'm going to name a name. You do it. I, I think I'm going to name one name. Okay. And I'm not going to name anything else. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, uh, amidst all of the Me Too's, there was also a growing anger, frustration about, about you know, once again, it's up to the survivors to bring attention to this, to sort of champion the cause. And, you know, where are all of the men? Where are all of the men? Where are, you know, where where are they when all of this is happening? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, or come and even, get your boys. Come and get your boys. Call them out. Take yeah. a stand. Take, say something. Say something. Say anything. And I read that. And I had read that in some form or another in, in various ways over the years. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and... This time, I just, I couldn't stay silent anymore. Um, There is uh, tons and tons of information in the sort of burlesque whisper network about a particular missing stare in the burlesque community. And his name is Joseph Naftali. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe for our listeners who aren't familiar with the term missing stare. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, a missing stare is a term that's been applied to a problematic or dangerous member of a community that people don't want to call out in the, because they've learned how to already kind of navigate it. And yeah. it's compared to a missing stair, like say if you're going, you have a staircase into a basement and it's dark, well, you know to step over that third stair. You right. know to avoid it because it's dangerous. But you're not warning the new people behind you that have never walked down this staircase. Right. And they're going to step on that stair and get hurt. Right. And for various reasons, the stair never gets fixed or replaced or removed or what have you. People just know it's there. Yeah. But they're not fixing it. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not going to share stories because these are not my stories to share. Sure. It would be inappropriate for me to do that. What I am going to say is that as far as I know, there are at least three women, maybe more. I don't know, but at least three that I know of who have very similar stories of sexual abuse, uh, rape from Joseph Naftali. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been whispered about for years about him um, for quite some time. Uh, and no one has done anything. And whenever these whispers get loud enough for other people to hear, Automatically, there's about, I don't know, six people that come to his defense. Sure. Um, railing loudly about witch hunts and proof uh, until proven, uh, you know, guilty, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And a, a lot of the sort of, you know, patriarchal sort of misogynistic sort of flag waving that happens whenever this sort of hits the fan. Dispersing their own whisker, whisper stories to discredit the victims yeah. who have spoken. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of get, I got sick and tired of it. Now, to be fair, it's, yeah. you know, uh, I had written off Mr. Uh, Joseph Naftali a long time ago, um, because he's a horrible garbage human being. This is before I realized that he was also sexually assaulting friends of mine. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I, I mean, I can't possibly dislike him any, any less than I already do. Sure. But, you know, it, it, this is just more reason for me to, do something about it. Sure. And so I posted on social media and I said, you know what? You're all right. You are all correct. You are absolutely 100% correct. I'm calling Joseph Naftali out. 
as a sexual uh, abuser, as predator. a as a sexual predator. As, I mean, you can say abuser, but predator. Yeah, a, a sexual predator, uh, as a rapist. Um, and he and if he if he were to die tomorrow in a fire made with like I don't know twenty other fires, I wouldn't shed a tear. Mm-hmm. Um, and my only regret is that I didn't come out sooner and say something. Yeah. Um, not news to many people. <clears throat> no, not at all. Not but news. I think, I don't know. I don't know. If but this... it was the first time, as far as I know, that anyone had actually mentioned him by name in a public post. Now, I don't know if you, if this was part of your motivation for, for speaking out, but right. this was the thing that always gets to me What's is that? that like every time one of these stories breaks, uh, Cosby, Jared Leto, et cetera. Sure. Um, James Dean, I see like. A number of my peers online, specifically some people from the burlesque community, right. who are up in arms about this. And they are posting the articles and they are bringing awareness yeah. to it. And they're saying, fuck this guy. Yeah. This guy did these things. Yeah. And I'm seeing these posts from people who have gone to bat yeah. and defended oh, absolutely. Joe yeah. um, against the same things because they're... They're friends with him. They're friends with him or they, they want to keep having a gig. Right. Or whatever. Or whatever. Or or that that's not my experience, so therefore everybody else is wrong. Right. And it it like makes my blood boil yeah. every time. Oh, I've got a short list and I've got a long list of these names <laughs> <clears throat> that I see every time being like, This is yeah, this is horrible and I I just want to pull my hair out. Yeah. And I don't so I don't know if that was part of the motivation behind you or if it was That because, was some of it. Okay. That that was certainly some of it. I mean I think I think mostly I, 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 I wanted to do something. Yeah. You know, like, because I had, I had read a bunch of posts like saying, well, okay, here we go again. We find a problematic person. Everybody rails about it for a month and then we all forget it and it goes back to status quo and nothing ever changes. Yeah. And I had read that same post over the years in the exact same way after some of these things boil up after like Woody Allen after like you know a bunch of other things and 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 I just couldn't take it anymore I'm like I know about a guy I'm not the only one who knows about a guy there's fucking hundreds of burlesque performers in New York City who know about this guy why is nobody saying anything outright so I said you know what a I'm out of the burlesque game I have no stake in the burlesque game anymore whatsoever B uh, as far as I can tell you know, um, I have a clean bill of health from the from people by and large. Like I'm a generally, I'm an okay dude. You know what I mean? I don't. Uh, 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 I, I have no stories uh, running around of me being any uh, problematic in any real way. So I figured, you know what? I can say something because no one can can use my past against me. And see, um, if not me, then who? And then if not who, then when? Yeah. Right. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I did it. And I posted it in as many, <laughs> not on my wall, on the New York City burlesque group wall, on the Florida burlesque group wall, on the Latin <laughs> burlesque performers. I screenshot it for your Instagram. I posted it everywhere. Everywhere. And, and then the entire post was met with a resounding meh. Um, I think it was maybe shared once or twice. Um, it got a, it got a, it got a bunch of likes and it got a bunch of comments and uh, all of them quite uh, favorable. You know, saying thank you for doing this or oh my god, I didn't know. Thank you for 
Which or or people saying like, <clears throat> yep, I've known for years. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, this isn't old news, but thank you for putting it out there. And But basically, like a very average post. Yeah. You know, I think I've gotten more likes and more comments on like poop jokes than I did on this. And so I was disappointed. And so I decided that I was going to do it again the next day. And because, interestingly enough, there was zero pushback. Mm-hmm. Zero. Not a single comment coming to his defense. Not a single comment calling uh, me out for anything. Um, nothing. So I decided to push my luck and try again and state just that. You know, I, I find it very surprising that he hasn't come to his defense. Mm-hmm. And what he has done is people have gone to his... Because what he did is he posted, you know, I realized that all of my friends had these shocking stories about sexual abuse or assault or or, or sexual predators. Um, I didn't realize it was this bad. I, I hear you. Right. He posted one of those he fucking posts. He posted one of those. Like, sh- like yeah. expressing his... Expressing his... Empathy. His empathy with, and shock and dismay. Victims. Yeah. And, oh my God, what a noble motherfucker. Yeah. And so a lot of... So a bunch... Not a, I, mean, I mean, I don't know, but like I would say a handful of people went to that post and said, oh really? When are you going to come clean about your problematic behavior? And every single time that happened, that post was deleted and that person was blocked. Every single time. Uh, I don't know how many did it, but I know personally at like at least 12. Saw a couple screenshots. You know? Um, and then so like the next day I posted, he is not defending himself. What he is doing is he's trying to silence the people that are accusing him. That is not the actions of, a, of an innocent man. At all. Yeah. If he was innocent, he would be railing with righteous indignation about what a liar I am. Yeah. And he's not. What he is doing is he's blocking people that have a descending opinion about who he is. Yes. That's what he's doing. Uh, so fuck that guy. Yeah. And then... Burn it down! <laughs> and then... And then... Um, I got what I, what I was afraid of. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to mention this performer because it's not important who she is. Sure. But um, I think I posted somewhere else, like uh, not a new post, but I think I answered a post that uh, answered a reply to a, to an existing post on this. Mm. And she, uh, I don't, I, again, I'm not going to read it because I don't want to call this person out. I don't think it's relevant, but you know, she said, you know, maybe you should look deeply into your own behavior before you start calling out other people to which I replied, I have for quite some time. And I do every single day. Thank you. And I'll continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, she then replied, I think you misunderstand me. I'm not talking about, you know, in general, I'm talking about your problem back behavior. And this is brand new information for me. So I have no idea what she's talking about. So I ask her to go on. And she basically goes on this very long, uh, uh, details the wrong word, but a, a very long sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Explanation okay. of her experience of me or her retelling of, of pe- other people's experience of me. Okay. And it turns out uh, that while I was producing burlesque shows, I would very often ask out the women whom would either have been on stages I've, I've hired them for 
or were going to be on stages I would hire them for or would potentially be on stages I would hire them for. And she said that is sexual harassment. And she's absolutely right. It's an abuse of power, for sure. She is absolutely right. I mean, at the time, if you would ask me if I was their boss, I would say, hell no. It's a, it's a, it's a burlesque show in a bar. Like, you know, I, I, we're, we're all making like 50 bucks at most. Like, I would never have even thought of it that way. But she's absolutely right. I was in a position of hiring and firing these people. Mm-hmm. I was in a position to determine whether or not they would return to a stage I was uh, performing at. And a lot of these burlesquers um, were not getting gigs in other shows because at the time, this thing called Nerdlesque hadn't really taken off. Mm -hmm. And so there really wasn't a place for these pop culture inspired acts that people were creating because, you know, there was a a huge contingent that don't really connect with classic burlesque or don't really connect with neo burlesque, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is pop culture burlesque is the thing that connects with them and that's all they've really done and so there are very few opportunities for it and so well, there were then yeah there were then now you can't fucking swig in that cat yeah. um but she's absolutely right i was in a position to offer a thing that they really wanted and as a result i created an unsafe environment for them uh unwittingly but that's not an excuse no um and so Given this new information, I wrote what I hope is an apology um, that people can see as both earnest and um, uh, deeply felt, Mm -hmm. you know, for my behavior, you know. Uh, And I'm very, very glad to say that I am not that person anymore. And I haven't been that person for a very long time. And and a large part of the reason why I got out of burlesque you know, I mean, there's a number of different reasons, but one of which is that I just don't think cisgendered straight men should be producing burlesque at all. And, you know, it was time to put my money where my mouth was sure. and get out. True. And uh, I regret, you know, I, re- I, I regret. The th- Here's the thing. Like, I don't. And, and she also said things like I would say really um, horribly problematic things on stage, mm-hmm. uh, which. I can't remember anything I've said, but I absolutely own that because, I mean, I've said some really stupid things on stage. Um, and if anything I've ever said on stage uh, marginalized any of my performers, then I deeply regret that. Um, you know, I and then and she did say that I said some really horrible things backstage as well. Mm-hmm. That that's a harder pill to swallow because that seems to go against like who I am in my private life. Like I don't go around just yelling out tits and boobs. Like that's not a thing I do. No. But again, I can't dictate what someone's experience of me is. True. So if someone has an experience of me where I was saying really horrible shit, then that's their experience. And and if I made someone feel again like you know unsafe or marginalized, then I deeply regret that. Sure. You know, uh, I, I, I wish someone had pointed it out sooner. I would have taken responsibility for it much sooner. The thing is, I want to just like hypocrite my pants here and, uh-huh. and like come in and be like, well, when we were producing a show together, I spent a lot of time backstage with you. And I know that if I'd heard any of this type of the things that she yeah. had said that you had said backstage, I would have like, I would have fucking flipped out on you. Well, you I was, I was kind yeah. of constantly scolding you yeah, for, for, for doing literally everything else and everything. Just trying to like, just stay out of the way, be professional, yeah. quit, just like, 
um, about little things. And yeah. like this is a thing that I don't remember happening. I don't remember happening either. I'm not, I can't make a character defense no, on no, your no, behalf no. and say, well, I never heard it because I'm just as bad as the whole like select group of yeah. the, the special guard. Well, I mean, also like you weren't Somebody, around yeah, I, for I, everything that I may or may not have said. Of course. You know. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I, I, I believe if she says, I believe what she says. Yeah. So do I. Um, so do I. I believe her. I, again, like it's, it's. I can't think of a single solitary instance where I've said something. At least I'm I, at backstage, like on stage, I'm more than willing to own that because Lord knows I've said some really fucking horrible things on stage. Yeah, um, and I regret, and I remember some of them, and I regret all of them. Uh, backstage is harder for me to imagine, but that's not important because someone has an experience of me, and mm-hmm. if it's just one person, it's one person too many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I am disappointed to hear that you used your position in such a way. So am I. I'm very disappointed. Um, but I am I am glad to hear that you have responded to this in the correct way. And that well, you I'd have like, to, like I'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, I mean you know. Uh the thing is like there there are people who are going to read my apology and accept it. And there are going to be people who read the apology and don't accept it. And mm-hmm. that's the con- And I will accept the consequences of my actions. There are just going to be some people I'm never going to make amends with. Sure. And that's, that's, that's my cross to bear. Um, I just hope that it... I guess, I guess... I hope that that moment didn't distract from the fact that there was a rapist in the burlesque community. Right. You know, like, yes, I'm owning my shit or at least I'm attempting to own it as much as I can right now. And I'll keep owning it if people keep bringing it up. You hired people for your show and you head on. It's fucking gross. It's gross. It's really gross. It is. And really disappointing. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to shy away from that. Whatever I may have done, Joseph Naftali's worse. (laughs) I mean, that's, uh, without question, that yeah. doesn't mean that this is something that is needs to be completely forgotten or or has no merit because this guy is worse. But those two things can coexist. This thing is bad. Yeah, and yes, he is way fucking worse. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, what I was really disappointed about in, in the the fallout and the blow up from all of this is that um, I'm not going to name any names, but <laughs> somebody else like tried to join the chorus to like take you to task. A, a friend of Joe's. Uh, to join the chorus to be like, yeah, Lugo's bad because of this completely unrelated thing to oh. the conversation at hand. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I don't care about that. Yeah. That's that's that, that is an outright lie. And the fact that they haven't said anything publicly about it just proves it's an outright lie. It had and it had nothing to do. Nothing. With it has sexual absolutely nothing. Harassment or no. assault or the conversation going Not on. At all. They just were like giddy at an opportunity to publicly to, discredit you to because knock me down a peg because yeah. of other beef they have with you. But yeah. the, the the person you're talking about that's all that's a legit conversation and that was absolutely warranted. Oh yeah. Oh no. Absolutely. The conversation. This thing that I'm talking about again from somebody I'm not going to name was fucking garbage and insulting and and upsetting. Yeah, I don't like. I don't care. They're they're all of those people are dead to me. They can say whatever the fuck they want about me. True. Um, you know, uh, I, I heard just, you went to a supermarket once and you ate a grape and you didn't pay for it. <laughs> I also heard. <laughs> I also heard that you um, downloaded I, my music for free. Uh, I've never done that. I'll bet you have. Literally never. Okay. 
Um, I don't have a problem accepting responsibility for my actions. I never have. Good. Not once. I have always accepted responsibility for my actions. Um, I, but I need to know what those actions are for me to, to accept them. And this was brand new information. And it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. Like I have always prided myself on being, ver- you know, I guess these, are, these ideas aren't particularly mutually exclusive. Like you can be progressive and do ally things and still have a history of being a shit person. Yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. Um, I don't It just, it's weird because like that time in my life seems like fucking five lifetimes ago. I mean, you know, to I mean, be, I, I think to, to, yeah. I, again, like I'm not, I'm not trying to distance myself from it, but like the, that person doesn't even exist anymore. Well, I mean, he does when he blows up at hecklers. <laughs> yes, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> um, we had a conversation a few episodes ago when we were talking about this, and we would say, yeah. like, "What would we do if we found out the other one was accused of sexual assault?" Right. Um, and so, is our friendship over? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, because that's not what this conversation is about. Right. Um, this is about you hitting on your cast members while in a, in a position of power. Right. Um, and. I find it disappointing, but I don't feel like the same, especially given the way that you've responded to it. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that this really warrants that kind of a, of a, of a conversation like that. We, the way we discussed it a few months ago. Right. I think, I think the original idea was that you were, you were accused and people made claims about you and that you flatly denied it, you yeah. know, and flatly doubled down on witch hunts and yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. Well, also when we're talking about assault. Yeah. 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 Which granted, uh, if, if burlesque had an HR department, I would have been fired. True. If I was lucky, I would only be fired. Uh, but I've, I've never in my life ever touched anyone without their consent and never will. Good. And it's, it's good to hear you're not producing burlesque shows anymore. Oh God. Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I don't hate well, myself I mean, not, not just because of that, but because you were just saying a little while ago that you don't like doing it. Well, yeah, I don't like doing it. I don't think I don't think straight uh, men should be involved in it. Here, here. Um, and uh, um, I also don't hate myself that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe a little bit harsh, but um, are you friends with that fucking Canadian mentalist? All right, I don't want to get into that. That guy fucking sucks. Uh He's salvageable. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. I've. We'll talk about it. Later. We'll talk it off off mic. But yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a moment. This was a bit of a fucking bummer downer. Self discovery <laughs> amidst a so, terrible thing that was. So happening. you know what? I, I would. I would be very here, dear listener. I would be very interested to hear your two cents on this matter. Um. A lot of your fans who have been listening since the first episode, and you've sort of gotten to know me at least in general. Over over these past fifty five episodes, I'd like to hear your two cents. You know what I mean? Um, am I a reprehensible human being? Is there redemption? Is there? Um, you know, I want to hear what you have to say on. You that. mean in relation to the story you just told? Yeah. God damn it! What? Because I would have voted yes. You are a reprehensible, reprehensible human being. <laughs> you are beyond redemption. But 
in re- response to this i don't i don't think that that's true well no but i mean I, uh, lots of people have lots of different opinions on this fair enough so you know. maybe they should send us a message yeah so email us at epicpiecast at gmail.com that's epicpiecast at gmail.com and we promise to read the emails and maybe even talk about them next month and also uh we promise to come uh with an episode Prepared next month. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Crying out loud. There's that too. Um, um, can we? Like, do you have? Do you have something upbeat that we can end on? So it's not a fucking bummer show. Sure. Um. um you are one cranky ass curmudgeon. Well, I'm trying to think. I said all of the good things. I mean, my like. Uh, oh God, I what? do. I do. What? What? Uh, I don't know how much I've talked about my experience with uh, antidepressants this year. Uh, a bit. I mean, not a lot, but a bit. But I told you that I started taking them. Yeah. And uh, and then I fucked around with them and went off them for a couple of days. Right. And had these horrible side effects called brain zaps. Sure. Which are uh, debilitating. And, and legit. Terrifying. Totally legit. And uh, like one of the first Google results for brain zaps is many patients prescribed uh, antidepressants were not informed of this potential side effect from oh, going off them by the doctors who prescribed them. Well, yeah. So uh, I started my year um, in a really bad place. And so I went on, on uh, antidepressants and then uh, ramped up my dosage all year long. And then I got to the middle of the year and I fucked around, took, went off them for a couple of days. And those couple of days were awesome because I felt feelings and I cried <laughs> and I gave a shit about stuff again. Uh, I was unhappy, but I was also happy instead of just being yeah. just like compressed. Yeah, yeah compressed set of emotions sure um you had a full range of motion of emotions yeah so i had to like start fighting my shrink to get off of these meds um because she wanted me to stay on them for a full year but i like got so freaked out by those withdrawal symptoms that i just knew that i was delaying the inevitable yeah yeah i didn't want to take these forever yeah and there's a lot of side effects other than those that are i just like i feel like a ghost sure i don't like care about things yeah and that's not really what i wanted um so I've been slowly dropping my dosage um, from 60 to 50 to 40 to 30 awesome. to 20 every month. And then in the, the final month, you go 20 every two days instead of 20 every day. Wow. And uh, I don't think I've done that for a month yet, but I kind of started fucking around with it on tour. And as of this recording, I've not taken it in four days. <gasps> Wait, because of your doctor's, uh, uh, under your doctor's supervision? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of. You kind of fudged it a bit? I kind of told my doctor to fuck off. Well, not my therapist, my shrink. Oh. The psychiatrist who prescribes the medicine, who fought me when I was like, I don't want to take these anymore. And she was like, yeah, well, maybe you should. Maybe we should actually give you a higher dose. And I was like, I don't think you're listening to me. <laughs> my brain, my choice. <laughs> I don't like the way it makes me feel, and I don't like the way it's going to make me feel when I stop. So let's start, sure. let's start tiptoeing out of this party now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. after we say goodbye to everybody in the room, it'll be, like, it'll be like 45 minutes from now. So we can just like, let's start this. Um, so anyway, I was, I was supposed to see my shrink before tour and I canceled my appointment and uh, um, I've been doing the 20 every two days and on tour, I forgot it one day because tour is not regular linear time. No, that's not real life. Sense. That's not real. Life. You're in a different city every yeah. day and it's, yeah. nothing is real. Um, so I forgot it and I noticed that I didn't have any really bad side effects. So I was like, I'm going to do this. So I started taking one every three days. And as of this recording, it has been four days and I have not had brain zaps. Oh, look at that. So I think I might be done with this awful fucking poison that I've been taking. Well, I hope so. Me too. Yeah. How do you feel? Weird. It feels like, it feels strange, but I feel a little bit more like myself. Good. I feel 
when I get happy about things, I feel really happy. And I also feel like I could probably start crying like any minute. <gasps> okay. And that, That's progress. That sounds, to the average bear, that might sound like a, a, a detrimental state. No, no. Oh, speak. God, no. But it means that I can fucking feel again. Yeah. And crying used to be a big part of my life. I, I know. I'm good at it. No, I know. You um, cried at the drop of a hat. I know. So I think I think like one of the like the big things that was driving me is that a very dear friend of mine from college passed away recently and it was it was tragic yeah. and he was sick. Yeah. And um and I am still like all these years on, I am still like I absorb other people's grief. Yeah. Somebody tells me about some kind of loss that they've had, I feel it deeply and I hurt and I cry. Yeah. And this is a guy who I loved. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but I loved him dearly many years ago. Sure. And I didn't really feel anything. Yeah. I said all the things that you're supposed to say. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't really feel it. And I was like, this is, this is not who I am. This is this, this is this fucking medicine. Yeah. And it's starting to come out and I'm starting to get caught up on my feelings. Oh, so uh-huh. rest in peace, buddy. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really glad. Thank I'm, you. I'm really glad to hear that. Cause it's I, been I know, a scary process because no, I know you, I, you, the withdrawal I had in those like two days that I didn't take it. When I was <laughs> fucking around earlier in the year. That one day that with day of withdrawal was the worst day that I can remember. Wow. It was that bad. I get why people like go on meds and then go off suddenly and then fucking do terrible things. Um, I, I know that this has been a pretty, uh, pertinent issue in your life for the past year like getting them on then getting off of them and yeah i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad that you know you're you're at the end of it or at least hopefully at the end of it now. i feel like i'm at the end of it yeah knock on i don't even think this is made of wood this is what is this, <laughs> this, is this is garbage a, no this is a solid core door you're good this, this is not solid it's solid okay so there there's something optimistic to end on Hooray! I'm, I'm getting off the drugs that made me happy Hooray! and they never made me happy they just made me not miserable um, well, that makes me excited. Thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to have my my full friend back again. I get to cross one thing off the list of substances upon which I am dependent, <laughs> <laughs> and that's fucking something. You know what? I'm gonna take it. I'm, I'm gonna take that as a win. This has been. Wait, 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 uh, wait. What? I know you're gonna do that, but do you want to like um, plug some shit first? Uh, do you plug things anymore? Do you have anything to plug? I don't really plug stuff on the podcast anymore because I think nobody in New York actually listens to the podcast. Well, I'm going to plug stuff. Okay. Oh, are you waiting for me? Yeah. Crazy. Well, I don't have anything to plug. You're like, bop, bop, well, bop, I'm beep, going beep, through my beep, phone beep, and I'm beep, finding beep, the important beep, things beep, that, beep, that beep, mean anything. This is the wait music. Wait music. Wait music. Do, 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 Here we go. I'm going to do it quick. On okay. Tuesday, October 31st, Junk Drawer Volume 2 will be released on Bandcamp. Pay Boom. With- yeah. Yeah, explosion sound. That was a pretty good explosion Thank sound. You. Yeah, no Thank problem. you. On Saturday, November 4th, the Pink Room Burlesque will present a burlesque tribute to Twin Peaks The Return at Ooh. Joe's Pub in NYC. Only new season material. Ooh, all right. Uh, the following Saturday, uh, Saturday, November 11th, the Twin Peaks... Twin Peaks... Fuck. Uh, the Pink Room Burlesque will travel to... The Hard Rock Cafe in Philadelphia. Wowzers. Where we will perform our classic Twin Peaks burlesque show. Holy shit. On Monday, November 13th, we will see the release of Schaefer Riley and the Double Ice Backfires. <laughs> Hold person. Starting out of band camp and then spreading to music streaming services worldwide. Awesome. On Tuesday, November 14th, yeah. I'm going to turn 43 years old. Hooray! 
Send me a carrot cake or whatever the fuck. Uh, I already, I already, uh, I already got your gift picked out. Oh, I bet it's awesome. It is awesome. Cool. Um, and I think that is all I have to do. Okay. Uh, and somewhere in there, uh, where you have to come up with a script and do a scripted show next month, we got to do something else. We got all these notes from our <laughs> listeners and those who don't listen, and we need to put them in action. Okay. Not on a month when we only have three days to go and no time to edit. Right. So next month, look forward to a scripted show. Are you saying this just to keep Ooh, us honest? Oh, okay. yes. Cool. Yes. Because uh, then we don't, then we got to explain why. All right. And it's I, usually your fault. Uh, yeah. All right, so that's it. Now we can wrap it up. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 55. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shafer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, don't, don't put this part in. Uh... So you're really not going to edit the show? Yeah. Like, seriously? You're not going to put it... You're not going to, like... I'm not going to edit it. You're not going to, like... Take, you're not going to take out the ums and the oops and the... No. Seriously? No. None of it. Right. I'm not even going to listen to it. I'm going to spread it out and put the music stuff in where it needs to go, and that's right, it. Right in the middle part there? We're yeah. going to take a break? Yeah. Okay. Um... Hey, I I, reg- I regret uh, ever saying that that was a good idea. Now for some reason, do do you? you thought I was kidding about this no editing thing? <laughs> I thought I was I was I thought you were like I don't know doing a bit. Why don't you ever? This is see nobody ever takes me seriously. Well, I mean, come on, um, come on, seriously, come on. We need to record a stinger. Okay, what's what do you want the stinger to be? Well, there's always a minute of silence. Okay. After the, the music fades out. Do you want to hit pause or should we just sit here in silence? For We're going to sit in silence. Are you ready? I'm going to start the clock. Okay. Here we go. Okay. You're not going to hit the pause, the space bar? No, we're recording one minute of silence. Okay. This is, this is what we, nor- I would normally just take this out and right. it would just go straight to the thing that we said. Okay. But I said, God, so. <laughs> you could just hit the space bar. You know that, right? I, I mean, I know I could. But. Hold on, hold on. What do, what, do you, what do you want the stinger to be? Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Um, 
Do you want to tell me? Do you want? Do you want to tell me beforehand, or do you want? Do you want to get like a more organic answer? I want a more. I, I want it like a natural response. Okay. I like. I like surprising you with questions. No, I, I feel know. your your responses are more natural. Um, what are we calling this episode again? Uncut. I think. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Uncut. Uncut. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we only got like eight seconds left. Okay. Um, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> No, shoot. Uh, hey, Lugo. Hey, Schaefer. Quick question. Sure. I have here as we wrap up. Yeah. Episode 55 uncut. Sure. Uh, there's one thing that it's always been kind of gnawing at me and I feel like there's no better time to ask. Okay. I've just, it's just, it's been kind of killing me and I've always really wanted sure. to know. But there's Isn't no like easy way to ask. Right, right, right. Um, are you circumcised? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no. You're not? No, I'm not. Oh, shit. That's what I thought. <laughs> Why? Why would you? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not Jewish. I come from a Latin family. I'm so. not Jewish either. I just look it. <laughs> that was more information than I wanted. Oh, I didn't mean that my penis looks Jewish, but it totally does. Because oh, I'm totally circumcised. Okay, stop. Just, okay. I was born no. in the 70s in Iowa. I'm done. It was I'm the putting, law. I'm putting the headphones down. What? I'm this is an away. important conversation. No, People like I'm it when not. we ask intimate stuff. No, I'm done. They say the fans Stop say talking. that it's more interesting than when we talk Stop about Batman talking. and shit. Oh my god, you're such a you're such an uncut pain in the ass. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.